Hello and welcome back to the Introverted Poets Podcast. Your host here, Ileana Jade. Right here in the studio, we have Chris Linares, also known as The Chris. He is here on the show today to share his paranormal experience through the Introverted Poets Podcast Booktacular series. You can check out Chris's music on SoundCloud, DC, and you can also follow him on Twitter at FHTV underscore Chris and also on Instagram, same as his Twitter at FHTV underscore Chris. Links for his socials will be provided on the episode's description wherever you catch IPP or the Introverted Poets podcast, be it Anchor.fm, SoundCloud, Breaker, Spotify, and Google Play. Now let's check out his paranormal experience. So this was um, back when I lived in Laredo. Uh, It was back in 2002, 2003, somewhere around there. and my brother's friend um, was really into paranormal activity. Um, he, they always had books and kind of tarot cards and uh, a whole bunch of stuff like that. And um, him and my brother started getting rumors of hearing the, this old abandoned um, detention center that they've always want, uh, were interested in going to check out and I guess just him and uh him and my brother never had the chance to do it so um we we planned it out we um we decided uh it was it was either Friday or Saturday night and we we both got um friends like he brought his friend that knew a lot about this stuff and I brought a couple of my friends that were interested in you know, going along with this whole, uh, this whole ideal, um, and I had one friend that was really into, um, photography and videography, so he brought a camera, um, along with us, which will be important, uh, at the end to, which is the real kicker of this story, but that'll come later on, I don't want to ruin it yet, um, so we plan it out, um, uh, usually my house was the hangout spot, so we all gathered, um, to kind of prepare what we were going to take. We took, like, flashlights and stuff, like, little bags with just stuff to take, um, and this, it was out in the boonies, um, so it, to, to get to this place, um, we had to drive kind of like leaving Laredo, going south, um, it, um, it, it looked just like a, a road off to the side. If you're going, uh, pretty fast, you don't even realize it's road. Um, so it's like literally just like a road, kind of trees almost covering it just with a little pathway for your car to go through. Um, you drive down, you have to go several miles, um, several miles till you hit, uh, like one of these cattle rails that um, keep their cattle in and, and everything. Um, so we had to park there. We had to leave the car. Uh, we have to jump the gate. Um, then you're pretty much, you have to uh, walk several miles on this dirt road in the middle of nowhere. Uh, and I'm surprised, like, now thinking about it, that... You know, we didn't run into, like, coyotes or anything like that. Um, 
So, um, being out in nowhere, pitch black, is pretty insane in itself, but um, it gets crazier as we continue. So, we finally start uh, start to realize that we're coming up again, uh, up to something, like big building, um, and it's it's off the road, so you kind of see it, and it's, again, it's pitch black. We're trying not to use our flashlights to, to you know, um, bring attention to ourselves. Um, so we come up to other building, we, we veer off, we have to go kind of into some, um, uh, like you know, uh, get out, out from the road and kind of into this area, climb, uh, I want to say there was like a, a fencing area that we had to go under to get to the building, so we come up on the building, um, definitely it was a, a site already, because it's, you know, this big building in the middle of the nowhere, abandoned, um, and we're trying to find a way into it, um, so we come up on what, these two steel double doors that, um, we had to pry open, um, they were pretty rusted shut, um, so we, uh, I want to say we grabbed, like, something to help kind of pull it apart. And, uh, very rustic, very, uh, industrial sounding, like the, the way the movies make it sound. Like, it creaks open, you have to kind of force it open. Um, and the, the creepiest part, well, right off the bat, because there's other creepy things about this story, but, uh, the, the, the weirdest part that all of us kind of agreed on was when as soon as we opened it you could tell this was the cafeteria area um and you could smell like if something was freshly made which was odd because this is a building that was abandoned for several years um but i still can picture it like if you close your eyes and you imagine what uh like a middle school cafeteria would smell like you could smell like mashed potatoes, rolls, um, kind of like a steak. And for this building to be abandoned like that, um, it's just really odd for the smell to be fresh. Um, and we all pretty much kind of like we're uh, feeling freaked out at that point. But we continued, you know, we, we all walked in and we're just like, um, hesitant at that point, um, and kid you not, like, as soon as we all get into the kitchen, it was a, a movie moment where that rusted door that took so much force to get open completely slammed, um, scaring us to, to death at that point, um, and it's just so freaky that the door, like, the you had to had to be there, but it was like the force it took to open it it wouldn't have closed so fast just because the how how much it was like rusted because of all the rain and it never being open it it couldn't have closed that fast it's just it was so weird at that point um but we uh being in a group kind of made it easier to com- uh, compose ourselves, so, um, 
after a while it's like you know you just start laughing laughing it off and like okay let's let's continue let's keep going um and we were trying to find other areas to explore um so we come across another door that opened up and we start walking through the cellar area where they would keep all the the uh people that were detained uh definitely looked almost prison-like um really uh pretty in bad shape cells were still locked um and one of our friends at that point um you you just it had a really odd feeling when you we all walked through there and uh one of the friends that was with us uh started feeling sick at that point like he just something really off um didn't feel right so we originally planned to have a longer um detailed look through this whole building but because he started feeling so weird at that point we kind of had to kind of rush through everything afterwards but um and it you'll realize something really important about that later on but so we kind of start rushing through everything um and get out to uh one of the exits because we had to rush we kind of had to find a place out um and it was outside was kind of these two metal doors that go underneath something almost like a a a basement um or uh um kind of like that doors and i don't know if you ever seen twister but they go under that bunker um, or there were these steel doors. We we wanted one more thing to explore. We were trying to get that open. Um, and it was just too well shut. Um, and didn't seem like we were going to get in there. And because we were kind of trying to rush, we just thought it would be a better idea since uh, our friend wasn't feeling well. We, we, we needed to get out of there. Um, but as we were leaving, um, we heard something jiggling those doors from the inside um and yeah at that point we were just like um we need to get out of here um like so we just uh packed up all our stuff got out of there we're walking probably 10 times faster than we got there down that dirt road just trying to get to our vehicles um and the the kicker to this whole story was that because we had the camera, um, you know, once we got back to my house, we, we uh, gave the friend some water. He started feeling a, a little bit better. Um, and so we were filming it. So we, we all thought, you know, hey, let's let's just uh, let's just see what we captured on film and everything and uh so the whole time that we were filming and kind of going through it uh my brother's friend since he like he was really into this stuff he knew a little bit more about it he would he was asking questions the whole time like to spirits or whatever that may be in the rooms um just so you know we can uh go back and see if we we got anything or he he I, I can't really remember if he had something that he was um logging while he was going through the rooms or anything but 
the freakiest part was when we all sat in the living room. We we put in the uh, camcorder. This was back when it was in like v, v, VHS tapes. So we put it in. Um, everything's going good. Like we're kind of freaking out of the dirt road. Trying to see if we see any like weird orbs or anything on camera. Because we had a night vision thing set up on it. Um, but the creepiest part was when we got to the cell area where our friend started feeling ill, uh, my brother's friend uh, was on camera asking like, oh, if, you know, when we got to that room, if there's anything that, uh, anyone needed to be said and everything, I kid you not, we all turned white, all our, like, we all just, our jaws dropped because there was whispers, um, that were coming through on our camera uh and it sounded like it was right up on the mic like clear as day the only thing you we couldn't we couldn't we didn't know what language it was but it was clearly something trying to communicate to us and we just froze for a couple minutes like we and talking about it today still gives me like those goosebumps my hair starts to stand up even just saying that part where you could picture um like those cell doors and that voice coming up on camera like gives (laughs) makes my hair on my neck stand up and it's uh it was definitely uh a really weird experience that I could always think back on uh the only thing I wish I I wish my friend would have kept that VHS tape like just to go back and uh kind of look at it again but yeah we just uh we just left it at that we never really talked about it again and uh it's it was definitely an experience for sure our second story here is from a user known as dark knight underscore 78 here's what he submitted Okay, so the story I'm about to share happened in high school. Uh, but I do have to uh, start off by um, talking about an incident that happened when I was in middle school. Um, so when I was in middle school, there was an incident hap- uh, that happened involving some illegal aliens and the police. Um, making a, a long story short, these, uh, these illegal aliens robbed a man at gunpoint in a plaza downtown and they actually stole his taxi and let the police uh, on a high-speed police chase so the chase ended up in front of my house where the police uh, retaliated by shooting back at the at the thieves and they ended up crashing into my house and I ended up seeing that the, the driver who, who was on that was killed instantly uh, with, a, with a gun wound to the head so fast forward a few months, um, things began to happen. Uh, we would see chairs move on their own. Uh, we would hear disembodied voices, especially especially uh, the people that lived around, around our home. Uh, for example, the taco lady on front, uh, they, they would always tell my dad why was he washing a car or cleaning outside 
at three or four in the morning when it wasn't him, but it was, and they were, without them knowing that it was actually an apparition and it was the guy that, that was killed. Um, he, he would appear to us every once in a while, but we could never actually see him. It was just more of a, of a transparent uh, figure up until when I was in high school. That's when the really terrifying thing happened to me. Uh, and it's something that to this day just terrifies me when I think about it. So this, this event happened to me uh, a little before I graduated. Um, at this particular day, all of my brothers were in school, except for my, for my older brother. He, he was the only one that, that, that was out of school and my mom was working. So I was the only one at my house at that time. So I was taking a shower and at that time I had really long hair. And as I'm showering, I start feeling like someone staring at me and I could feel something behind me. And suddenly the hair, my hair actually lifts up and starts dangling from left to right. And I start panicking because I knew I was supposed to be alone. And eventually I ended up, I told myself whatever is there is gonna hurt me, it's going to hurt me. So I mustered enough strength to turn around and what I saw next was truly terrifying. Yeah, so what I saw was a, a floating head and it was transparent. But the only thing that I couldn't see through was the eyes and the mouth. But the mouth was very small, very small. And as it was approaching me, it was getting bigger and bigger until it got literally like really close to my face and I could feel its, its hot breath. And by, by that time, the mouth was already huge and I freaked out. I freaked out and ran naked outside of, uh, towards the outside of my house. And I ended up bumping into one of my brothers and he was pissed off. And I told him what happened and he immediately ran inside to see if anybody was in there and he couldn't find anyone. And uh, up to that point, he just didn't believe me. He thought I was making things up, but I know what I saw. And to this day, that's the scariest thing I've ever seen. Again, that was Dark Knight with his paranormal experience. And our first story was from our follower, The Chris. This concludes our first episode of the Spooky Spectacular series here at the Introverted Poets Podcast. This series will continue on out until January of 2022. Join us next week as we sit and chat with one of our Twitter followers at Food on his paranormal experience. Happy birthday to Leslie and David Cortez from us here at the studio. This is Ileana Jade saying, happy Sunday and stay safe. Good night.